guys. <laughs> hey, blackouts and babies, back at you today, where we talk about everything from getting blackout drunk to having babies and all of that shit in the middle. And heavier on the having babies on this go around. Yeah, this one's heavier on the on the junk. The cooter critters. Yeah. <laughs> on your junk. <laughs> Definitely heavy on the junk. Yes. <laughs> so let's do like a little quick intro here and uh, yeah. We'll get it popping. Yeah. So tell everyone about your week. Mel's had a really good week. This week has just been a treat. It's just been one of those weeks where it's just one thing after another. The main thing is my one of my dogs, Beans, is trying to die constantly. This dog has nine lives, and nothing, when she tries to die, it's never anything cheap, except for today. (laughs) There's always something, and she's the best dog, but damn. She just wants to die some days. She just wants to die, and this week is one of those weeks. Apparently, she has some infection in her intestines, but she'll be fine. She just stresses me out. She stresses herself out. Yeah. So I <laughs> always have to, my miniature dachshund, Copper, I carry him up and down the stairs. And we have like three flights of stairs. And then this week, because Beans is sick, she won't walk up and down the stairs. So I got to walk him up. I got to take her up. You got to squirt the back, guys, with those dachshunds. And shit, you're going to be able to serve coffee off his ass <laughs> after the end of it. I feel like you got a BBL. Yeah. Ah. But anyway... Um, it's just been one of those weeks where it's not anything like terrible, terrible, but like just shit. And you're just probably exhausted. Yeah, I'm so tired. Sleep the weekend away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there anything good? Good stuff. Um, nope. No, it was not shit. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Anything good? It, I mean, it, life is good. Yeah. There's always good stuff. You got it. A house, you got a roof over your head yeah. with three flights of stairs. I've got a good beverage in my hand right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it, so we have to do it. I think we mentioned it before that October is domestic violence awareness month. We have not. We haven't. Uh, no. we've, we've talked about it, but we haven't. We have. <laughs> so October is domestic violence awareness month, and a podcast I listen to, Narcissist Apocalypse, they're doing like a 5K run on Saturday the 30th. This is already going to be passed, but I'm saying it now because if we don't say it, we're not going to do it. So and I will try. I will try everything to get out of it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you everything, and you cannot. I'm gonna be like, I accidentally chopped my leg off. You gotta call I me out. I will drag you in a sled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I guess this will be when you're hearing this. It'll be the past Saturday, the thirtieth. But I'll post it on the Instagram too. We're gonna do a 5K run, which is three miles, give or take, for domestic violence awareness. I heard about this for like the whole month and I finally decided to do it because I found out that yet another person that I know and am fairly close to is currently being abused and I didn't know like restraining orders and all that kind of stuff, but it's still happening. So hearing that kind of shit kind of rocked me. I need to, so I feel like I need to go run my nuts off mm-hmm. and I can do three miles. I can. I can't do three miles, but I can do three miles. You're not gonna like who I am after the three miles, but I can do it. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, I think that's good. And just you never know what happens behind closed doors. It's something that you just if you see something, say something to them or to somebody else because sometimes people aren't strong enough to get out of it themselves, mm-hmm. and they need to see that other people see it. 
or you know just go with your gut and be safe mm-hmm. and, and keep others safe and they need to know that there are people that support them because their abusers usually make them feel like they are alone and that nobody likes them and that nobody will support them mm-hmm. so it's important to let people know that you do yeah so and if you are being abused or anything like that please like if you need someone to talk to please email us or message us mm-hmm. or anything we've both experienced it in some fashion and so it's and sometimes a stranger can be the best person to mm-hmm. talk to because, again, they're not invested in your life. Yeah, so. they're not going to go tattle on you or right. spread rumors and stuff. So um, anytime, we will chat with you. So, yeah, that's my thing. I, or is that a, is domestic violence our bitch? Domestic too? violence is my bitch. Yeah. Because they're all bitches. All those abusers are bitches. I agree. I don't have a favorite, but I, I do have a thought because... I've been thinking about this. <laughs> Can we talk about how I'm getting third degree burns next to this <laughs> fire? <laughs> no. <laughs> My sweet I might fall asleep though. started a fire for us again, and it's a little hot. <laughs> it's so nice. It's a crackling. Yeah, she's crackling over here. You could roast mallows from mm. over here. <laughs> All my makeup's melted off on this side of my... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just roll up my sweatshirt and sleeves. <laughs> Look your hair back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so like, since Rip is like old enough to kind of understand movies, we've been watching a lot of Disney movies, mm-hmm. which is great because I love Disney you movies. You do love Disney movies. and But I'm not like a Disney person. She's not, yeah. I have no desire to go to Disneyland. I don't like, it's the old school Disney movies like Pocahontas, Lion King. That kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So we've been watching a lot of that. But watching them over and over and over as an adult, you notice things. Like, things don't add up. Like, today, like, Pocahontas jumped right under the thing while her dad was going to bash in John Smith's head. And she saved him right at the last second. But there's the whole army of his people that were just standing there, not doing anything about it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then I get thinking, because I'm, like, too literal of a thinker. And, like, on Lion King, when Nala's trying to kill Pumbaa mm-hmm. and eat him. If she, if Simba had been like five seconds too late, she would have killed and ate Pumbaa and then the whole story would have taken a whole different turn. That's the kind of shit that's going through my brain watching these. You've <laughs> watched it too much. You're spiraling. Yeah. But also, and, I mean, does since you're so literal, does it like spring out at you that these are animals talking? Is that, is no. that not a red flag no, for you? No, not at all. Actually, it's just, you know it's not real, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've watched it so many times. That it's it your life. Real. It is your life now. Yeah. But it's just funny, like, little things like that. You're like, no, nah, that's not real. Like, not the animals talking, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm losing it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get you out of this house. Yeah, he likes his movies. No, I know the feeling well. of that. I do. Because when I had my stepkids, I watched Cars. And then that, then there was a movie Planes, I think it was called, and then um, Frozen. Just over and over again. Just over and over and over and over. They're cute. I'm like, the say Elsa one more time. Couple times. Say it one more time and see what happens. <laughs> I know. Luckily, we have like eight movies on rotation, and so we can kind of like, yeah. But he really likes Pocahontas. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Still, Me it too. holds up, guys. It does hold up. But he what he tries to say Pocahontas and it sounds like hummus. I like the way he says Norman, Nini. <laughs> when he comes to my house, it is hunt Norman until Norman finally finds a spot that he can get away from him, <laughs> which I love. Oh, that is funny. 
But yeah, I think that's all I got. I wanted, I had one more thing. Oh, I just, um, when this posts, it'll be a day before one of our good friend's birthdays. So I wanted to say happy birthday to Amity. Oh, hey, hey. We love you and we hope you happy have birthday. an awesome birthday. Okay, that's all we have for you on the intro. Let's get cracking on the good stuff. Let's get cracking. Okay, I'm excited for this one, mostly because I feel like I haven't shut up this whole month. So I'm excited for you to talk. Tell us what this episode is about. Okay, so this episode is about sex after having a baby. This episode could also help people that are trying to fix intimacy issues uh, with or without a baby. Some of these pointers could help either situation. So that's why it's important. So if you are easily offended by the words like vagina <laughs> or hoo-ha, kut <laughs> kut, handle, medical terms like that, move yeah. along. But well, no, this is really uncomfortable for me because... Well, it's uncomfortable for both of us because we live in Utah, we've grown up in Utah, and in Utah, it's a very taboo to talk about sex yeah it's taboo to talk about it in any way shape or form mm -hmm. humans are sexual beings right and it's a humongous part about each and every person and we are trying to break the cycle of not talking about things that are important to talk about and mm -hmm. shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about yeah because if like you don't get this kind of shit figured out like it can kind of it can ruin your marriage it can ruin your life like mm -hmm. it's just like it's important to talk about it you can't just brush it under the rug but also in the same breath, if you are related to me, maybe turn this off. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot about Shari and little Shari. So we're <laughs> certain you know who you are. Turn it off. Yeah, but, um, please turn it off. So I'm going to kind of talk about um, my experience because I know there's a lot of women that it's not a big deal to have sex again after having a baby. They jump right into it. Some women only wait a couple weeks. You're supposed to wait six or whatever. So this is just my experience. I was terrified to have sex again after. Because I, I tore TMI. I had some stitches down there. A lot, a lot of people do. Yeah. So I was terrified. Like, the only thing scarier was taking a shit for the first time after having a baby. <laughs> I feel like that's... I, that's a solid fear. Yeah. Like, I didn't use any of the opioids they gave me after... But I did take one before I did that because I'm like, good God. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. It actually ended up being okay, but I was really scared. <laughs> and like I said in the intro, I am such a literal thinker. And so everything is a big deal, you know? Yeah. So also, this is hard to talk about too. But um, so when I was pregnant, I have like an oddly shaped uterus, which never affected me before. But it made sex painful while I was pregnant mm -hmm. from like the moment I got pregnant until I delivered. And so like we didn't really do much while I was pregnant, you know. And so it kind of it's been quite a while. And so it was like having sex for the first time like in a year, not really a year, but months. So it was kind of like it was kind of scary. But like at the same time, it was kind of a good thing because it really like opened up a dialogue between us about it when there hadn't really been a big dialogue before you know what I mean mm -hmm. like being raised in Utah like you just don't talk about it really I don't know I didn't yeah <laughs> so um that was a good starting point is like we talked about it and I kind of told him like I'm scared he was so good and he's like when you're ready you let me know when you're ready he was super patient and, and sweet and everything so that was good like him leading it up to me was huge because it was like okay 
as it should be, mm-hmm. you're you're going through enough. Yeah. You don't need a guilt trip or a little booberella out yeah. there. Boo-hoo. I want to have sex, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go hang out with your friend Jill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Call me <Lilla> Anderson. <laughs> but no, so that was really, really helpful because it took, like, any pressure I might have felt off my shoulders. And it was just... Because I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. I totally did. But it was just like... But also, like, having a newborn is so hard and, like, you're exhausted and there's nothing else on your mind. You're just, like, survive zombie mode. But, like, the dust kind of settled and, it, like, the time, like, the month and a half that they recommend came up and I felt like I wanted to, you know. But I didn't want, like, my mind other places, like, listening for the baby or whatever. So we got a babysitter. And I think that is a huge part, at least for me, in doing it for the first time, because then I can be there, I can be present, and I'm not listening for the baby to wake up, I can just be all there. Well, and as a woman, our mind is 15 different places at once anyways, so really, with sex or anything, that I feel like any kind of intimacy at all, you have to be 100% in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be holding you can't your attention. there, like, thinking about all the shit you got to do the next day, yeah. which we're, we're always doing anyways. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so getting a babysitter was a huge, huge part that helped everything be great. So before that, I got ahead of myself. A word of advice is to fly solo beforehand. Get you a little toy or a big toy or whatever before you jump in. Tickle the um, eye breeze. <laughs> <laughs> But no, because I was so, like, scared of it hurting Yeah. because I did tear and stuff. Like, that was something I did because it was, like, that takes a lot of pressure off, too. Because it's like, okay, like, I know I'm okay. Because, like, I don't want to get, like, part of the way through and be like, I can't go anymore. You know, like, I, you know. Which would be totally fine if you Which did. Which would be totally fine. But. I didn't want to have to do but that. But test in the waters to make mm-hmm. sure that it isn't going to be this traumatic thing is a good idea. Yes. Yep. And it just, and it just like, like we said before with women, our brains. So doing that beforehand kind of shut that part of my brain off where I wasn't, like, worried, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I did tear. um, It was a little bit painful when I was flying solo. So what I did is that I I did talk to my doctor. They have a medical cream that you can get to put, because it's the scar tissue that causes the pain. So they do have a medical cream that you can put on the scar tissue and it, like, every day for two weeks or whatever, and it helps smooth it out so you don't feel as much pain but if you are if you are still in pain or if you are worried about pain get drunk yeah there you go get a little tipsies whatever you need to do what i ended up doing as well as that is you can get cannabis lube and that was the ticket that's the ticket yeah hell yeah that's the ticket so it doesn't like make you like your brain high but it does make your little brain high Mm -hmm. so it takes away any pain that you might have felt so those are my tips for immediately your first time after that and i'm not i'm not any kind of expert on sex or anything like that this is just my experience so after that like i said having a baby is like literal hell for the first couple weeks but even after that it's like you're if you're breastfeeding there's all hormones and all this kind of crazy shit's going on and you're tired and so like finding time to have sex or energy to have sex is really difficult. Mm -hmm. So um, this sounds really super not romantic, but if you pick a day of the week, like, okay, Wednesdays are my day Mm -hmm. and that's the day we're going to do it, you know? 
That's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like some yeah. people just not even talking about having kids around or anything like that. But like I've heard people say shit like, well, that's not romantic. Yeah. If you plan it. But honestly, for a woman, I think it's probably pretty good mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well, I know that I can focus on this all day long. At, yeah. I know what's going to happen. Old... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I've, I've said that before, like in my younger years, I'm like, that's stupid to plan it. Mm-hmm. But like now I'm like, totally, that makes sense. Um, but it is nice because then you can like get in the tub, you can shave, you can get kind of like mentally prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's important for me to like, feel good, feel attractive yeah and so like like shaving my legs all that shit shave my armpits just like making myself feel attractive and like Mm -hmm. lotion and like yeah even like putting makeup on again at the end of the day like like anything to make myself feel good because like especially after having a baby it's just like I felt disgusting for so long and it's I think that literal thinker of me too it's like not even the it's just like thinking like I had a baby in there and then it came out of there and like I don't know I just felt gross for so long and so like and I I wasn't taking care of myself still struggle with that sometimes now (laughs) but like having a day and and even if you don't even have to plan it with your husband if you're not comfortable with that even if you just know in your head Mm -hmm. okay tonight you know yeah and so that's a good idea too yeah like then the pressure is off too Mm -hmm. You don't have the pressure of him going, oh, yeah, we're getting it on tonight. So it just, yeah, it gives you a day to get mentally prepared and get everything right, you know, get looking fly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tying in with that, too, is that honestly, most men don't really care what you look like. Like w- women, like we pick ourselves apart. We're like, look at this fucking flab fucking shit. Guys don't care. Right. They really don't. They they just want you. Like, they don't care if you have, quote, like a little belly or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't. They or just... your makeup's done or your hair's done or yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, on that off chance, like, there's going to be that guy that's an asshole to his wife after having a baby. and If that's your husband or boyfriend or whatever, tell him to fuck off. Yeah. What you do is you need to get your keys. Yeah. Get your car. Get your keys. Get your keys. <laughs> yeah. <up. laughs> So, but most men are kind of, like, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't think like we do. They don't look and be like, me, you know? Right. Like, they just, they just want you. They love you. So, Um, give yourself a break. Yeah, give your, yeah. So, everybody give yourself a break. But especially if you're feeling like that, and I I get it, but I understand completely. But, yeah, give yourself a break. So, this one, people are going to hate on this one. Uh Uh-oh. We've talked about this one before. Cure you up a little bit of porn. Like, I know, I know people don't agree Hold with on, that. I'm going to do what everyone is doing. <gasps> no! <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. Did you say porn? She said pornography. <laughs> but no, we've talked about this before. I have always thought porn was just like this disgusting, awful thing. But they make porn for women. And they make, like, there's like real couples that make videos and stuff so it's like you don't have to watch this nasty and there's like directors that are women which like i do agree like there are people that have addiction problems with this shit and it's that's not okay yeah there's a limit just like with everything else but it's like i think for women it is important like if you have your day you pick your day of the week or whatever i think most women don't think about sex a lot Men think about sex constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're always ready. So, like, you have to get yourself thinking about it. And that's a good way to get yourself thinking about it. Or, like, a dirty book or whatever if you're not comfortable with watching that kind of stuff. 
And it's a good way to get yourself in that frame of mind. Right. If you have if you have a hard time getting there mm-hmm. on your own. Utahns, go change your drawers. Yeah. I know you just shat your pants, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, we've talked about this quite a bit. Um, get your horm- hormones checked. Hormones checked, Hormones. Those hormones are bitches. Oh, my gosh. This they'll sneak fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the times, I'm sure you have a lot of stuff on that, too. But um, the influx of hormones, like, they're just all over the place after you have a baby. Especially during breastfeeding. Like, that's fucking weird, too. And, and after it's all over, I think your body's just kind of like, what the fuck? So you got to get your hormones checked, mm-hmm. get everything right. And then when your hormones are right, you're going to have sex, a sex drive. And if there is still any men listening at this point. I really hope there is. <laughs> I because, hope there is too. Yeah. Um, so things men need to know. This is really helpful um, if your wife just had a baby or if not. Yeah. Women's desire is fueled by emotion. So if your relationship is not in a good emotional place, She's probably not going to be too keen on doing that kind of shit with you. Um, So find time to connect, talk, have conversations with her just about anything. Like, I think it just, I think just talking just makes women feel closer. Yeah. Especially after, like, I feel like, again, I have no say in this or whatever, but I can imagine it feeling like you're just a machine. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're not even a person anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just keeping someone else alive and that's it. So Mm -hmm. having someone sit down and worry about you what your thoughts and feelings are on something or just having a regular adult conversation that's not about the baby, Mm -hmm. especially from your partner would mean everything. Connection. Yeah, exactly. Nail on the head right there. Um, I'll be here all week (laughs) with no knowledge of what you're talking about. (laughs) Then just like other dumb little shits, like do like take care of her shit sometimes like do her chores and stuff like that um that was really helpful for me like because I was just so goddamn tired so like having him take care of some of my quote responsibilities or whatever like it's just one less thing for me to do it makes me feel good about him it get, it makes me less tired like it makes me want to do the basher pile yeah a little bit more you know or just like, just like do little nice things for her, bring her her favorite candy, bring her a drink. Uh, so she knows you're thinking about her, you know, like that, that's the, like the dumb little shit that just means a lot of, yeah, like flowers are cool and stuff. And, and every woman, I think whether she says she likes it or not likes flowers. Yeah. The little things that's just like, oh, you're thinking about me. Like right. that feels good. You know, uh, I think that's all I have. That's some good shit. I hope so. And yeah, like I said, I like that everyone's different, but this was just my experience and Maybe there's other people that I think there is can a, use some of that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that could benefit from it. I will just say some short things. I don't have any experience in it, so I just did some research. I really hope there is men listening still because I think a lot of times they don't know. So, yeah. we, again, because we're not talking about it, because God forbid we discuss yeah. our private parts. The S word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you made this, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I found an article. There's so much research out there and, like, get help or talk to people. Yeah, you never know who who's going to be willing to open up to you and actually have a conversation about right. it. So right. it's, it's, okay to, it's okay to bring it up. And also, forgive me if I um, sound like I'm having a stroke. It's heat stroke, actually. <laughs> when he told me he was coming to make a fire, I almost said no. <laughs> I almost was like, we don't need a fire. And then I got out here and I'm like, oh, it's a little chilly. Yeah. It's not. It's not that chilly. (laughs) So I found this article. This is for the dudes. Ten reasons she doesn't want to have sex with you. She's exhausted. 
According to a poll, the most significant reason why mothers felt disinterested in sex was a lack of sleep. Hmm. So, fucking word. Let that woman sleep. Mm-hmm. But like, but I feel like guys wouldn't understand that because I feel like guys don't care. Right. Like if they're tired. Yeah. They're like, well, I can. I'll bang one out. It all takes. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, she's already had someone all over her all day. Don't take it personal, but after having a baby or you have a toddler attached to you all day long, the last thing you want is someone on you all night. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, this? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Hashtag alone time. Yes. Like we preach about all the time. I know. Okay, so three, she's suffering from depression. If your partner's suffering from depression... This can affect her mood, energy, and sex drive. Unfortunately, postpartum depression is really common. Mm-hmm. So you guys look it up. Look for the signs of it and, like, be helpful and don't be scared to say something if you're concerned. Yeah, about dig that. into the signs, too, because it's not like what you... It's would, not all it, surface shit. Yeah, like it, and it's not like the standard shit you would think. Like It's, it's not like she's sad. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of underlying, like, weak... Some of them are kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Okay, so number four, she's afraid of painful sex. Mm-hmm. And just like Shari said, fly solo if you, if it puts that pressure off of you mm-hmm. so that your first time can be a little bit better. Number five, she may have pain during intercourse. So same thing. And there is a word for it, but we can't say it. So is perionia? You know, I don't know. But I'm I know that's, something, that's something you can talk to your doctor about and yeah. get fixed. Mm-hmm. But I know some people go to their doctor and they don't tell them because it's uncomfortable to say. But guys, if you're uncomfortable talking to your gynecologist, it's like they're in those suckers yeah. day in, day out. They're looking. They're I looking bet whatever the, whatever the most embarrassing thing you can think of that's happened to you or that's wrong with you is not shit in our books. So talk to your doctor. Don't and lie to your doctor. Look, you don't even have to look them in the eye. Just yeah. look away and tell them. Just that you got to say something. They can help you. You know how you're usually like wearing a paper vest? <laughs> like put your head in it <laughs> and tell them. I love those paper vests. They're oh, my favorite. They make me feel so pretty. Okay. Number six, she's breastfeeding. Mother nature is very clever. After a baby is born, she makes sure that everything is geared towards your baby's survival. Hormones are working beautifully to make sure milk is feeding your baby as well as preventing a pregnancy too soon. However, these hormones are not pro-libido. Mm-hmm. So all of these hormones that she's producing at this point lower your libido. Nature. Nature. Seven, low self-esteem. Like Sherry said, you can't feel good about yourself at that point. So be nice. Number eight, and I don't know why this one is so funny to me, but I think it's the way that it's worded because the rest of them are very, like, factual, right? (laughs) And this one is like, are you a car thief? You know, gone in 60 seconds. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And it says, well, it might not be 60 seconds, but you get my drift. Say she does feel like having sex and you're... Super excited for the opportunity. Then when it happens, it's all over in a flash, which can leave her feeling used and her own needs unimportant. She may feel like it's another demand on her body, giving to others without being given anything in return. Wow, yeah. I mean, the way that's worded is funny, but then the way that's worded makes sense. Especially something like that. It's so true the way that it is worded, where it's Mm -hmm. like it's another demand on her body that she's not getting anything in return. Set aside an hour and a half. Put that shit down. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sex. Like, it doesn't have to be actual sex. It can oh, be... Oh, yeah. Pretend you're a couple teenagers just, like, making out on the couch. Yeah. 
Number nine, she's on contraceptives. So this can also mess with your hormones and will completely drop any sex drive. Number 10, she wants your presence. So this is something that Shari was saying, really. So women are wired for connection. Most women need a connection before they can have sex, whereas men need sex to feel connected. Chicken before the egg. So while a man may feel resentful about not getting the sex he craves to feel connected or even loved, she may feel resentful that he isn't connecting with her and making her feel loved. Why are we wired so differently? I know. I think like coexist. I know. And and then like for couples that are in that position where they're both right there, Mm -hmm. how do you fix that? You know? I honestly think like in this situation where the woman just had a baby and has all sorts of other shit on their plate. And I'm not saying like a man doesn't do anything or whatever. He could be the best dad in the whole world, but he didn't give birth to the baby and he's not going through anything that she's going through. Yeah. So shut your mouth, shut up, connect with her. Yeah. And give like, that's when they need to really give on their end mm-hmm. and not worry about themselves. Yeah. Cause it's she a gave short amount of and time gave and gave and yeah. gave her body. To make this child. And eventually, you can go back to the 50-50 bullshit. But in this kind of situation that we're talking about, I just think mm-hmm. it's like, please shut your mouth and stop being a bitch, sir. <laughs> and start being a nice fellow. And Yeah, you're going to have to get her more right now. You're going to have shoulders to... without grabbing a boob. Exactly. <laughs> in general, don't be a dick. And like, however tired or anxious or depressed or whatever you feel... She's 10 times that, mm-hmm. so don't, don't, Yeah. just stop. I don't know why this sparked me to think of this, but, um, so normally you're the most tired at the end of the day, right? Um, so maybe like in those early months, like try and have sex, like in the middle of the day, like late morning, middle of the day, like before you're exhausted at the end of the day, like baby's taking a nap or whatever. That's kind of something we kind of figured out after a while was that, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to fucking die, Mm -hmm. you know? But if we hop in in the middle of the day, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) I'm still alive. (laughs) I have time to survive. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of another tip. I didn't write down, but no, that's a good one. Okay. So then I also found some stuff. I will put the links to these websites in the show notes too. So this is some advice or information for moms. The six-week timeline is completely arbitrary. So, for real, do what you think is best. Listen to your body. Do the right thing. Don't get pressured into shit that you don't want to do. And like I said, for me, it, like, I was told the six weeks, um, but it it so happened that I was, I felt like I was ready. If I didn't feel like I was ready, I would have waited longer. This article says you need to have three things happen in order for you to have sex. For the first time after you've had a baby, you've needed to stop bleeding, Mm -hmm. you need to not feel pain, and you need to be in the mood. And I have a feeling that there's people that only do two of those things. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure you're in the mood. Yes. Um, But the the pain is also different, too, because, like, there's pain you feel constantly until you're healed, but then there is pain. There can be pain during sex. Right. Like, that can last for months and months and months. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, pain you're okay with and understand why you're having it, yeah. I think, is important. Too. But like I said, like, that that cream that you can get from your doctor um, makes that go away, like, in a couple of weeks and not in months or even years. 
because mm-hmm. it can, I guess it can go on even longer. Yeah. Next one on this is physical, emotional, and mental readiness vary. So some people just aren't ready. It's basically the same thing. You got to be ready in all aspects. Okay. Number three, um, decreased libido is common. No matter what type of birth you had, sexual desire can be fleeting in the postpartum period. When taking care of a newborn, there will be stress, sleep deprivation, and hormones at play. It's difficult to adjust to your new life as a parent. Your mental health can also affect libido. Postpartum anxiety and depression are common, or maybe you had mental health struggles before you gave birth. So think about that. And then number four, pain happens for various reasons. So go to your doctor, see your doctor. Talk to them. Talk to them. (laughs) Tell them the truth. They're not your mom. (laughs) Number five, breastfeeding has multiple effects on postpartum sex. This is the shit that I thought was crazy. This actually tells you what hormones are at play. So breastfeeding and decreased estrogen can make the vagina dry, tight, and tender. But there are other hormones at play when you're breastfeeding too. So I was reading this thing in a different article that it said that Within three days of giving birth, your estrogen drops to under your normal limit, like from before you got pregnant. Thanks, Mother Nature. Yeah, just... Okay, so oxytocin is a hormone that triggers the milk injection reflex. Milk. 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 I hate when people say it like that. Do you have any milk? Um, I do not. I have milk. You idiot. Okay, prolactin. It makes you lactate, guys. Prolactin helps with milk production, but can also impact the hormones, hormonal cascade that happens during lovemaking. Prolactin counteracts dopamine, which helps with sexual arousal and gratification. Therefore, prolactin can actually lower your libido. Testosterone. Testosterone also affects sexual desire. While testosterone is often considered a male hormone it is naturally occurring in both men and women it plays a role in women's overall libido testosterone levels drop during breastfeeding thereby decreasing sexual desire so there's a lot of moving parts yeah um number there's six. nothing natural about having babies no not one it's thing is natural weird. <laughs> it's weird Number six, communication is key. That's something that Shari is really driving home. And I think you're, I think over everything, talk to your partner. Number seven, be kind to yourself and your partner. Remember your postpartum body will look and feel different than your pre-pregnancy figure. It's okay to take some time to get to know your new postpartum body. Also don't call it postpartum body. It's your body. That just sounds... There's got to be another a new another partum. I don't know what it is. It's partum. Partum. Yeah. So that word. I don't want any partum. Partum. <laughs> Why does that word just sound so wrong though? Postpartum. Prepartum. I th- I feel like when I hear the word partum, I I like picture bandages. So yeah. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So the last one is seek professional help if you need it. That means get your like, hormones checked. Get your hormones checked. Go see your gynecologist. Go to counseling. There are sex therapists out there that can help. Or just talk to me because did you hear my list of things? Yes. (laughs) Sherry's actually getting her license right now. (laughs) We're printing it out ourselves, but no, I really think that it is good to talk to people. No, I think so too. And I I think sex therapy is probably 
awesome mm-hmm. because no one talks about it. I think that'd be beneficial for some couples, you know. Okay, well, that was uncomfortable, but I think you did good. <laughs> Thanks. I was highly uncomfortable. <laughs> but we love you guys, yeah. and we love you. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, this is for like people that just have babies, and this is for people that, that are just struggling in general. I think some of those things can really help. Yeah, so start back to the basics and yeah. communication. But like I said, the most importantly, just make out like you're a couple of 14-year-old kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Postpartum. Partum. Bandages. <laughs> <laughs>